thank you for joining us this lovely Wednesday morning at Kicking Back Novel Attack. It is 7 a.m. here on the East Coast, and remember, feel free to dial in at 800-888-8888 to share your thoughts. As you know, here at Kicking Back Novel Attack, we decide to dissect books to try to go to the core of its meaning. And today, that book would be Shakespeare's Othello. Before we get into it, I'd like to take a moment to discuss Shakespeare, a highly accredited man for over his over 100 sonnets and 38 plays, and how all those works of art have drastically impacted the world of literacy to this day, and how his writings and plays still live on to this day. I can honestly say that I had an underappreciation for Othello for quite some time, until recently where I was able to understand all of the text meaning and hidden messages that Shakespeare has placed in the text for his readers. Reading a text like Othello, I have come to the understanding that because of Othello, I am able to read other texts with a different view, which then allows me to understand books and to depict books with a much more vast perspective. We can just say that it opened my eyes on the hidden messages authors may leave for readers that I have missed that I may have missed if I had not read Othello. The novel Othello is said to take place in Venice between 1570 and 1573. Othello's characters are simple in the sense of their roles in the entire text to get to the climax and the resolution of the text. Iago being the villain from anger towards Othello for not choosing him to receive a promotion, but choosing Cassio instead. From that point on, Iago has been plotting the demise of Othello. Iago's main efforts were targeted at Othello's and his love for Desdemona in hope that through his efforts, he would be able to cause the two lovebirds to separate. Iago clearly wanted the promotion since due to his actions, Othello, spoiler alert, had ended up killing Desdemona because Iago got him to believe that she had been cheating on him with Cassio. This also ties into the handkerchief, which without Iago having in his possession, he may have not been able to convince Othello that Desdemona was cheating on him, or so-called cheating on him. Let me provide some context into this handkerchief for a second. It is a plain old white handkerchief with rose petal flowers on the edges, on the corners. Othello had given that handkerchief to Desdemona as a symbol for their love for each other. And when Iago was able to get it from her, he was able to use it to demonstrate and to prove to Othello his fake story of her infidelity with Cassio. Cassio and Rodrigo are two characters that I may have briefly mentioned that were simply pawns in Iago's scheme to get Desdemona and Othello apart. 
Bianca is another villain who, through the text, can be seen aiding Iago in his plan. For instance, when she had retrieved the handkerchief for him and given it to Cassio in part making a scene in order to grasp Othello's attention to get him to truly believe that Desdemona had cheated on him with Cassio. Hey there, listeners. Hope you're still with us. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Kicking Back Novel Attack with your host, the one, the only, Simon Solomon. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back. Hope you're all still with us. Join me as we take an in-depth look at the style of the text to the mass weight that it has on the development of the text. The style of language has played a major role in the text, for through specific uses of wordplay, Othello may have not been as fluent and concise that it is, in my opinion, of course. Let's just say that without this type of style of writing, Shakespeare would not have been able to get his readers to thoroughly grasp the the theme, whether it was jealousy, love, hatred, betrayal, or innocence. Style plays a key role in all text, in the purpose of why the author is writing their text to begin with, and what they want the reader to take away once they finish the reading. Now, when reading a very intricate text, as Othello very much well is, you must keep in mind that it's okay if you come out of it with a different opinion or a different theme, since texts like these were designed so to get you thinking. I'd just like to take a second to focus on two themes that I noticed, innocence and betrayal. Shakespeare had beautifully crafted the text for these themes to be very clear to witness and yet have the reader have to dig a little deeper to grasp a bigger picture. From the innocence of Cassio after he had been framed to make it seem as that he betrayed Othello, to the innocence of Desdemona, who as her last breath took place, she took accountability for something that she had not even had knowledge of and did no way took part of and was completely innocent. The actions of the character characters, as little as they may seem, hold a key role in coming together to create a major theme in which part, in this case, shows to be the theme of innocence. I just want to take a second to remind listeners that you can phone us in at 800-888-8888. Share your thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts. We want this to be an open discussion where all our listeners have a voice. Again, the number is 800-888-8888. 
As I said earlier in the podcast, the works of Shakespeare have had major effects on the style of writing to this day. There is no way to determine how Shakespeare has had an effect on every piece of literature, but it can be said that he had completely changed the ballgame. It is believed that Shakespeare had introduced over 1,700 words into the English dictionary, many of which are used today. It is also known that Shakespeare had been born in England, but the day of his birth and the day of his death are both unknown. A fun fact about Shakespeare is that he had never attended college, which I definitely, I don't know about you, but I definitely would not have guessed that first thought. He had been married to his first and only wife from 1582 to the believed year of his death of 1616 with his wife, Anne Hathaway. They had three children together, Susan Hall, Judith Quinney, and Hammett Shakespeare. There is no other form of literature similar to Othello. The themes and the symbols and the word choice that is comprised of are simply, in my opinion, unmimicable. There are some that do create newer versions of some of Shakespeare's plays. For example, the children's film that appeared in theaters all over the country, known as Gnome and Juliet. If it were not for texts like Othello, then I have no doubt in my mind that the world of literature would drastically be behind. In my opinion, I believe that Othello is a great book and play, and that everyone should want to read it for the major credit it has for the amazing pieces of literature that exist today. If I were to give it an official rating, I would say an 8.7 out of 10. I know that most of you would have guessed that I would have given it a 10, but I still believe that if it were a bit less complicated, then more people would be able to understand it and they would be able to enjoy it more for the many gifts that it has in store. Well, listeners, so sad to say, but it's come to the time where I bid you farewell. Join us next week where we will be discussing Romeo and Juliet and the effects it had on the depiction of what love is considered today and what a love story truly is. Thank you for listening. You were with Simon Solomon enjoying Kicking Back, Novel Attack. See you next week.